Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, episode number 100, is being recorded live on Sunday, the 29th of September, 2019. I only said that last part because I know there are some time travellers that listen to the podcast, but tickets are now available on the Black Box website. They're £8, so if you want to go into like my social media channels, get the links on that. If you have a Google, just type in Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, Black Box Belfast, Bob's your uncle. There'll be a link to the tickets, and I'll see you there. Weird. 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 Welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode number 96 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. 96 is also like the 69, a sexual position, except when you're married. You sleep top to tail, facing away from each other in the bed. I suppose that, I guess, having your face buried in your partner's genitals. Which, I mean, hey, sometimes that's a nice experience. Other times, there are better things you can be doing. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. It's good to be here, as it always is, to be here with my weirdos. You know, I mean, I feel like... I'm here with my people, even though it's literally just me again in a room, but I feel like I'm here with my people because, hey, it's been a tough week for me. You know, it's been a difficult week. Um, obviously, you can hear from the husk of my voice that I'm still a bit sick. I haven't shifted my cold. I mean, what's wrong with me? Am I a freak? Do I have, something, do I have AIDS? Does my body not repair itself? I don't know, but I mean, a basic cold should have been cleared in a week. You know, probably the reason why I haven't recovered is because Robert Mugabe died, the guy that I'm named after. Now people are probably going, oh, I thought your name's Dave. Yes, but my middle name's Mugabe. No, only joking, it's Robert, but still, it's after Robert Mugabe, so I'm a bit, you know, sad, and I'm husky as well because of that, you know? I mean... Last week, I sang some Macy Gray for you because that's how my voice sounded. I feel this week, it's not quite as husky as Macy Gray. It's maybe more like a Rod Stewart type voice. I would have given you all of my heart. But there's someone who's torn it apart. Like that? Yeah, but hopefully next week, I'll just be back to my beautiful angelic singing self I was going to say angel self I was going to say angelic I'm only human I fucked it up I'm sorry but we're here anyway and major shout out to anyone feeling the pain of the death of Robert Mugabe for real major shout out to the inspo that he's been in my life as a godfather you know anyway we'll move on you know if I dwell too much in that I'll cry you don't don't want sadness in the weird podcast oh whoa but I mean, I'd say I've had a busy old week, you know. For those of you that know, I started a new job this week. Ooh, I got relocated and now I'm not having to travel to Lisburn every other day near enough every, well, for three days of the week from my beloved home in the North Down, seaside town of Bangor. I'm now working in Newton Arts. I don't think anyone's ever gone, ah, oh, Newton Arts. But I'm literally going, it's been great. It's been a great week. 15 minutes there, bish, bash, bosh. My life's coming back to me. I'm doing all kinds of stuff, like recording a podcast on time. <laughs> Only joking, it's actually literally Sunday night, you know. Um, uh, yeah, and it's quarter nine, so I mean, it's not too late. I don't really have to rush it too much, um, but uh, but it is it is what it is, you know. Busy all week this week. Lots of gigs were had this week. Um, 
lots of sort of uh, travelling gigs to go to this week as well. I was in uh, Derry on Thursday night at Brickwork, which guess what? Very sexy. Nice room, nice people, nice night. You know, but it got me a wee bit late into my bed buys. I think I got to bed at about two and then ended up waking in the next morning at five because of my lungs. <coughs> I was just needed to be done. It wasn't just for effect. But I woke up at five in the morning. I was like, I don't know if maybe my lungs have just stopped working. You know, maybe they're, they've collapsed. I don't know. Had to get myself up out of bed, sneak downstairs, go into the garage and really cough. Because, I mean, I'm not selfish. I don't wake the whole house with my coughing. You know, because whenever I cough, hey, I cough. So I had to do that. Woke up, wasn't feeling too great. Got up, went to work. And then it was an antrum for a gig, a charity gig, no less. So, I mean, there's a guy. He's under the weather. He's sick. He's going to Derry. He's doing a gig. He's coming back. Realistically, when I finished finish work on Friday, did I want to go to Antrim to do stand-up? No. But you know what? I went. I enjoyed it. It was for a good cause, and we raised a lot of money for the neonatal unit in Antrim. So, major shout-out to my man Brian and his wife, Joanne, for hooking up what was a great night and a great cause up there in Antrim. And that's the beauty, isn't it, of doing stand-up? You can, like... You can just be there doing sillies, but then at the same time, you can help people out, you know? And you'd be pleased to know they raised over two and a half grand for that charity. So, you know, major shout out to myself for that one. Because to be fair, they made on paper two and a half grand. Once my wages factored in, blah, blah, and petrol, fair play, the little unit will get a hundred pounds. That's great. But guys, it was a nice week. It was good to do it. It was it was fun. And then this weekend, I just basically spent hanging out with, with my child, you know. And now, I must admit, she also, like me, has the cold. So, I mean, she wasn't exactly in what you would say was her best form. Then after the two late nights in a row, I was what you wouldn't say would be fully in the best form. So combine those two together, ah, it's not wild crack. You know, it's not... Not major banter, you know. Then take into the matter, my wife Catherine was out with other mums for like this. They, they went to this thing when babies were born, like a massage class or something. I think it was for the babies. Could well be for the mothers. Who knows? I'd like to see that more than I'd like to see babies get massaged, to be fair. But they went out for an, I was what I was told, an afternoon meal. Yeah. Didn't come back to all ours. And then basically he was incapacitated all day Sunday. So I had two days, two little sick puppies trying to deal with each other. But hey, it's okay. It's money in the bank. And Alpha never forgets. Long runs the fox. <laughs> I'll see you in the long grass, wife dear. And I will get my vengeance in this life of the next. So um, here we are. Wrapping the weird podcast, guys. You know, I mean, this is the joy of the weird podcast. I say to you a lot of the time, hey, look. I need questions in the podcast because sometimes I have relatively quiet weeks. This one was one of them. Do you know what I mean? Relatively quiet week. So rather than just coming up here and being like, hey, guys, <laughs> I have nothing else to say. I found a couple of stories that I just thought, you know what? They may be of interest to talk about in the podcast. One, the first one, I, I don't really know how much I want to go into it. But I mean, I just saw the title and the picture. Now, it's a, what it is is right. It's a picture of a dude, right? He's a sort of he's a bald guy, uh, 
he's say in his 50s he's just wearing a blue check shirt a pair of regular jeans and a pair of, they just look like kickers black kickers he's sitting on a bay window just looking out you know if it look if i'm looking at it it looks like to me it's maybe he's the lead singer of like a lone star tribute act and he's just you know, singing a song, he's looking out the window and he's maybe sort of singing something like, Why did you sell my cattle to my cousin? I really loved you and my cattle and my cousin. But then you betrayed me by selling him my cattle. And then to make it even worse, you fucked him. But not really. This is the title that goes with this. I was swallowed by a hippo. Now, when I saw that the first time, I was like, Guy, you're lying because you're in a bay window looking out, reflecting on it. Being like, oh, I remember the time I got eaten by a hippo. But I mean, he's a South African guy, so he'd be talking like, I remember the time I got eaten by a hippo. It was not great. It was shit to be eaten by a hippo. Um, But then it just proceeds to be a full detailed story. Basically saying that this guy, he worked on a on a kayaking course and he just got eaten by a hippo. Now, I read you the story. Um, basically, this guy is out. His name is Mike. Of course it is. Um, Mike's out there on the Zambezi River near Victoria Falls, working this stretch of the river for years. And now he says there's two grouchy bull, bull ton hippos there. Um, two-ton bull hippos, not bull-ton hippos, but I mean, uh, I like that. They're like, he's minding his own business. He sees one of the hippos looking cross. Now, a lot of you guys may think hippos are friendly things. Nah, hippos are the me of the animal kingdom. You look at them and you go, they're not that impressive, but they have the highest number of deaths of any other land mammal. You know what I'm saying? So any other land mammal... It's killed more than hippo. There is none. No humans have been munched on more than a hippo. Do you know what I'm saying? And hey, hey, die of a head count? It's private. But what I'm saying is, I look more athletic, more agile, and have a big gap to his mouth like a hippo. So this guy's minding his own business. Um, and the next thing he knows, it's literally great the way he describes it. He goes, uh, I was minding my own business. Then I got a wee solid whack that I felt from behind. Um, I was aware that my legs were surrounded by water. My top half was almost dry. It seemed to be trapped in something slimy. And there was a terrible sulfurous smell like rotten eggs or farts. And I felt tremendous pressure on my chest. My arms were trapped but I managed to get one free. And it was only then I realised I'd been eaten by a hippo. Now, this story says at the very title... I was swallowed by a hippo. Nah, mate, you slightly got into a hippo's mouth. If that motherfucker had swallowed you, your feet wouldn't have been in the water. Your head would have been inside it. You could have probably killed him from inside, to be fair. If you got in, you could have got in, like, ripped all its internal organs out, and then you'd have been the absolute mad bastard that murdered a hippo from the inside out, done an ace venture and climbed out its asshole. You know, and that would have been, there's nothing more macho than being like, I killed a hippo from the inside and I crawled out its asshole. And people be like, oh, well, that's fairly graphic. And also, let's not take into the account the stomach acid that would have been in there and also the, like, um, you know, intestines and stuff. 
that you know, but again, it would be a great story. That was something that I enjoyed to see. It's the guy's casualness made me think that was really enjoyable. Do you know, maybe that's the sort of stuff you want to hear in the podcast. See, if it was me listening to the podcast, I'd be going, hey, Dave Guy, what shit are you talking? Like, who wants to hear that particular shit? Not me. But now there is one story that is definitely, definitely weird. And it's one for you guys to think about. Is it a moral thing? Is it something you just feel comfortable with? I, for one, don't know, right? And this is why. Because guess what you can do now? You can get your loved one's tattoos preserved. Now, does that mean, like, the, like, do we version of the tattoo? No, it means basically when somebody you know dies, you peel their skin off with the tattoos on it. Do you know what I mean? Be like, I swear... My uncle, he just loved the UDA. I could, I, I mean, he had, I had to have that crest up my dining room. You know, I just need to peel that crest from his chest and put it up my dining room with all the rest. I'm a freestyle poet, and I know it, right? But <clears throat> a father and son pair are now offering you a unique service for grieving relatives. Morticians Michael and Kyle Sherwood from Cleveland in America run the Save My Ink Forever. Forever! Like, that's the worst bit. You know, save my inks, fair enough. Because you'd be like, oh, you want to save someone is dead forever. Do you know what I mean? That kind of means, like, even when you're dead, you need to pass this dead flesh of a previous relative on to somebody else. It's like tortoises. You need to pass them in your will. You're going to be looking through it being like, and in the estate of Dave Elliott, you have uh, received a... A Fiesta car, you have received a £45,000 dining table and the skin knuckles of his Uncle Ivor that say UDA on them. Um, you know, very odd. Very odd. Um, but this service now exists and you can preserve tattoos after death. Maybe some of you guys out there who are tattoo guys really into that might want to you want that happening you know you might want to keep maybe it reminds you of somebody to me it reminds me of buffalo bill in the silence of the lambs goodbye horses because he of course wore women's skin because hey because he was transgender and that apparently according to the silence of the lambs is what transgender people do kill people and wear their skin you know because i mean it, that film was made many years ago Oh, whoa, my cold. Um, but speaking to the news, Kyle said, one of my dad's best friends told me, I'd like my tattoo preserved. And being the guise of, of our friends with death-like related questions, we kind of laughed at it and we're like, here, we could do it. And then I planted the seed and he was like, aye, we could do that so we could. Um, so the guy set up Save My Ink forever. Um and US-based customers are now able to keep skin and tattoos of the departed one. And in, I love this description, in a lovely frame that can be hung on the wall. Not a shite frame, not like a frame that you get in Poundland. A lovely frame. You know, really lovely wee frame. Gonna go, you're going to get, like what happens if you, you're like like comedian Paddy McDonald and you have a tattoo in your penis? You're going to just cut off his wab and whack out in the wall? I don't know. Um... That being said, the tattoo has to be removed within 72 hours of the person dying, um, and it can be done before or after embalming. You know, I mean, it's kind of gross, isn't it? The morticians say they treat the body with utmost respect and dignity and treat the jobs as they would any other in a funeral process. But, I mean, like, really, you know what is it? 
Whenever they're in the wee frames, they just look like they're odd-shaped bits of paper with really garish drawings on them. Um, you know, well, it's and then you'd be like, oh, it's actually someone's skin. Not sweet. Once the pieces are complete, they require no maintenance, which is good because, I mean, who would want that? Imagine having to treat it like a cricket bat. Right, all you need to do is just take uh, the skin out of the frame, add a bit of linseed oil to it, if you, you don't mind, and beat it a bit with a hammer. Stretch it, make sure it's supple, put it back in again. Bob's your uncle, um, Fanny's your aunt, and there is actually a tattoo taken from her hole on your wall. Um, Kyle says people should just take it and treat it like you would fine art. Perhaps naturally not everyone who hears about the idea is on board. Oh, whoa, shocker. But Kyle says we don't worry too much about what people think. Because it's what that's that's great. It's like one of these people, you know, who just have a few too many Falcon Whites on a Saturday night and get on Facebook. Because I mean, the only people who put those kind of statuses up drink Falcon White. Can you imagine that? Go with hair. (laughs) I don't give hair listen to my eye. I don't give a fuck about what any you think about my life. I'll date whoever the fuck I want. So what? He's been in jail. So what? He's bet on all of his last girlfriends. Who gives it a fucking shit? I'll do what I want in my life. And people are going to hate, but I don't care. I don't care. You have a t- I've taken a few diazes tonight. I don't care. Taking a few diazes and drinking fucking white. Main, main and fucking that exciting vodka. You know what the fuck's the exciting vodka cleansing though? Fucking Andy Aussies are happy. I do what I want. So fucking what? When he's out of jail, he'll always have a place in my, my house. And then it just goes into numbers and letters because the person passes out. But I mean, that's what Kyle's saying. He's like, hey, look. Yeah, he's going, hey, look. Am I peeling the skin? Hey, on the face of it, I'm peeling skin off corpses. Let, let's not lose a run of ourselves. I am doing that. But at the same time, people want it, you know? So, I mean, have people come in to us and be like, look, my my, my, da- my daddy doesn't have a tattoo anywhere in his body. Can you peel his face off and stick that in a wee jar for me? Sorry, what? It's just what I want. He had a lovely moustache. I just want you to peel his face off and put it, just just stick it in a wee jam jar. I brought a jam jar with me here. It's, you know one of those ones that had the wee gollywogs on it, but I collected those for badges. So I don't need that anymore, but just stick this. Um, but we can't really display his... I just fold it in there. We'll take it out and iron it and stick it, stick it up in the wall, blue tack. So, well, you mean, where does that end? Because that's what, that's what it's going to be. Starts off with tattoos. Next, it's going to be a guy being like, I really enjoyed my wife's nipples. Can you put those babies on a keychain for me? <laughs> it's fucking weird. Ed Gein, that's what he did, you know? The Plainfields Butcher, whatever they called him, he uh, he used to just, you know, he killed, I think, one person and then just, you know, made fashion out of their skin. <laughs> out of their skin. Now, I say fashion. He um, <laughs> he made very, like, he, he killed one person and made items of clothing out of her skin. And he also dug up a load of bodies in around the Plainfield, Illinois area. And, um, just made bits of clothes from their skin, you know. And again, the term fashion, you know, it's not like people are coming to house being like, and again, why it's always German people and no fashion come to house being like, Joe Ed, we're here to see our latest collection. 
Ed, we're, we're dying to save what you've got. Like, what's in season? Ed, I mean, hmm? And he's like, well, you know what? I, I've done a pair of gloves. Oh, you've got the... Cr- Look at the seams on these gloves. They're seamless. Actually, how, how you've put actual nails on the gloves is so cool. Like, you just say driving gloves? Well, I was just thinking of putting them on and pulling the deck on myself. Oh, no, you can't pull the deck off. You've got to drive. Because being the audience, the BMW with these cool gloves on. What else have you made? Oh, wow, is this some kind of belt you've made out of the nipples? Oh, they're so cool. Like, the nipples are different sizes and colors. The cool areola is the varying in size. The varying in size areola. You've got big areola. This must be from pregnant woman because they're big and round. And this must be from Chinese boy because it's so very small. Yeah, but so stylish. And just the rain mac? Mm, and he's, I, I just kind of have enough what I dug up. Oof, it's crazy. But when I come back, I want to see a flat cap and a trilby. I want a flat cap for the rainy day and I want a trilby for the stage, darling. Do it for me. And I'll see you another time. Bye. Close the door. But realistically, something like that wouldn't get out again because Ed would have just made them into a scarf, really. Um, but yeah, I find that weird. I find that a weird thing. The art, the articles in Lab Bible, of course it was. Like, where else are you going to see such quality uh, reporting as, as is that? Oh, no. Trying to have a drink of water here. But my coaster is stuck. And if it drops, it's all so much noise. Mm. Got to keep hydrated, though, people, because I'm way throat, you know. Um, what else can I talk about? Honest to God. Um, let me see. Let me say. Let me say. I've got into that character a little bit too much. Um, yeah, still upset about my Gabby, guys. It's tough. Um, what do I have coming up to announce um, so many gigs but I feel like I've not really put them down on paper I've actually got my notebook out for whenever I finish recording I'm going to go through a few dates and see where I'm playing when what I've got coming up and whatever else I also need to work out dates I'm taking my dad to, to my dad show on tour so I'll be going to places you know the places that you want to see I'm going to be going back to Derry I'll be going to Oma I'll be going to Galway Dublin, London, Balmina. We're going to all those great places with my show, Dad. And I'm excited about it. And hopefully I'll be able to hashtag announce Dad next week. You know, because i got a load of dates I need to work through and just get them booked. Um, I've got a lot coming up. And the next week, while well, I'm off to the south of France next weekend. So the Weird Podcast will for sure be recorded on a Friday night this week. So when you see... The call for questions. I'll be like, guys, I need, I need these or I'll not be able to talk about shit. Because I'm going away for my birthday. Uh, you can send presents to me. You know, just basically put them in a milk bottle and give them to the dump. You know, the recycling centre and they'll know where to send it. Because that's where I go to collect rations, okay? So it'll be grand. So next week's podcast will be recorded early. Um, and then I'll be back from France on the 18th of September. And then Pug Uglies is back on the 19th. Oi, oi. With Colin Geddes. Uh, previewing a safe space show. Again, that's going to be super. So get tickets reserved for that. Message Pug Uglies. And be able to do that. It'll be great. You know, that's, that's all good in the hood. And I mean, I think that's that's enough chit-chatting. Just going to listeners' questions for this week. And um, before I go into listeners' questions, um, I have a few listeners out there with the name of Nathan. Um, 
if you're the Nathan, I'm going. I'm, I'm feeling in my heart that it's that it's Nathan Concilia due to what this person said to me. But I was out for some Sunday lunch today with my family, and I was approached by a very pleasant lady, and I'm going to say a very sexy lady too, you know. And she came up to me and was like, "Hey, are you Dave Elliot?" And I went, "Yeah." And then she and I went, "Don't be coming at me for money right now," you know. And I said, she went, "No, no, no, no." Um, what is my son Nathan listens to your podcast and he likes to ask you questions um, about the best places to do things in Bangor and I said that's a very conciliar question however <laughs> if you were to see the woman she's not what I would have imagined Nathan Concilia's mother looked like because to me I thought his mother she would be very Italian she would have a very she had a very olive skin very black hair She'd be walking around talking like this. I don't know why she talks like this when she's from Italy because it's fucking New York. But that's what I imagine. But this lady was, she's what you call Aryan. She was lovely looking lady, blonde hair. You know, obviously, if her son, if it's not Nathan Concelia, hey, I'm sorry if it's another Nathan, respect to your mum. But what I'm saying is she's a great woman because she knows what the weird community is all about. So I'll get into listeners' questions. And if it is your mum, Nathan, let me know. Um, and hey, very keen to get on the podcast. I think that would be great banter. First question this week's from James McLaughlin. Saying podcast question: Anything you're weirdly anxious about? Um, you know what? I've kind of recently become a bit of a. I've become a wee bit of an open book regarding anxiety. It's maybe something I that. I've never really felt that I suffered a great deal from because I mean I think it's only natural to feel uncomfortable in certain scenarios you know but I definitely feel a degree of anxiety towards shows and booking shows you know doing shows I sometimes think like what the fuck am I doing this show for why would anyone want to come and see me you know why I'm just a flipping very funny to be fair but an old just dad guy you know why would people want to come and see my shows and that's what made me feel like anxious i'm anxious with the live podcast you know what i mean because it's something again i've done live podcasts as part of boy town before you know but again there's been input from shane the all time for those two and ben you know so for me um doing this is kind of like you know I'm just doing it myself. I'm doing what I think's funny. All the different bits. Obviously, I can't just sit and talk on stage like this. So I'm going to get a guest on. Kieran Bartlett is confirmed. He's going to come on. If you enjoyed the podcast we did, the Boytown episode together, which I thought, honestly, was one of my favourite episodes because it was totally different to what um, you'd normally get with me and Shane. So, yeah, I'm anxious about that. So if you wouldn't mind fucking getting on the Black Box website and buying tickets so it can be just sold out and I don't have to worry about pushing it anymore, that'd be great. But generally shows in general, I think, you know. Um, I've got the, the tour coming up. I'll be shitting myself about if I can shift any tickets. Hopefully I can because the dad show, I think, is really good. If you are there the last time, thanks, guys. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll just be... Yeah, less anxiety if the tickets can bloody sell. And um, Wilson Davidson, do you have any weird talents? Um, hey, <laughs> I'll leave that one to your imagination. Um, my housemate used to be number one in the UK and Ireland at Tetris. I made decent money out of it. 
Um, Wilson, you don't look to be like the sort of guy that would have been able to have mates in like 1982 or whenever the fuck Tetris was out. Um, but it is definitely a bizarre talent. And I mean, how can you be not like I don't know how like unless it's just scores you're going on or does this guy like play Tetris in front of people? I'd be keen to know more about that. Mm. But I tell you what, I'm very good at throwing chewing gum into cups, <laughs> you know, from across rooms. That was my special talent. I couldn't unfortunately transfer it into darts, but I mean, I definitely have the look of a darts thrower. So, I mean, that's a pretty weird talent. I used to be able to do the worm dance move. Um, I tried that recently and just near snapped all of my spine. You know, I just nearly took all of my vertebrae and ripped them apart. So I haven't really done that again. And I don't think I'd be keen to do it. But, I mean, <clears throat> I guess it's fairly unusual to be able to to do that. You know, throw chewing gum in. Like, like oh, is it even a talent? How... You know, it's weird. But I mean, an unusual talent that I might have other than that is the ability to talk shit for 45 minutes on my own in the dining room, Wilson. Oh, weird moment of reflection. Holly Crooks, Dave, hope all is good, especially with baby Holly. Hey, say baby Holly. You know, she's, she's a little chat. She's a child now. She's a toddler. And she hit me with the first bit of actual human force and strength that caused me legit pain today. I was uh, just on the floor playing with her, crawling about, and she took my mobile phone, which she often does because for some reason fascinated by it, and she just held it and then walked up to me with a big smile on her face and just, like, stabbed it like a fucking sword right to the bridge of my nose. And I thought, she's just broke my nose with my own phone. And yeah, it was excruciating pain, and I did use an expletive. I went, ah, fuck's sake, Holly. And I felt terrible afterwards for that, because you shouldn't be swearing at your children. And I don't usually, but on that occasion, a little fuck popped out of me, you know. And I try to keep the fucks in me, but sometimes fucks just pop out. And if she had done that in public and a fuck had popped out, I'd have been in probably all kinds of trouble. Craig Walker, hello Lord Commander Stringer. <laughs> I am currently in Amsterdam and not long after trying some of that wacky stuff, if you know what I mean. Yes, of course, gay sex. Fair play to you, my man. Um, my question is today, what's your ideal setup to watch a football match in the pub or at home in the comfort of your own home? <coughs> um, see, to be honest with you, I kind of I like both. Again, the circumstances need to be slightly different for, for both to be maximum watching. If you're watching the match at home, I feel like it needs to be a, a game that you're really worried about and you don't want to be given any abuse for. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be in the pub with your mates if it's a massive game whereby if you lose, you'll cry. Because, I mean, you'll probably want to be in your house just by yourself. <coughs> Pardon me, really upset. Because that's how I feel a lot of the time whenever I I watch Arsenal upset. So I don't really try to do that in the pub. Then again, if you're in the pub watching it, you want to have a few of your mates with you, you know. And then all invariably there's going to be a dickhead in the pub. Always is. Who knows more about football than anyone? Won't fuck up the whole time watching the game. They commentate on you. Be like, guy, there's literally employed commentators on there doing what you're just fuck up. So probably rather at home, like 
boxing is a different sport, which has nothing to do with the question that you've asked me. But um, I would much prefer watching boxing in-house. Like, I like to watch boxing on the telly. I've never been to a live boxing fight other than a blue collar, the white collar. Blue collar is just the working class version. I mean, I just watch that... Just travellers digging each other in car parks outside Asda. But um, if you were to watch the white car, I saw that and it was kind of boring. But I like to watch the, I like to score things. You know what I mean? I like to, in my head, be like, who's the head in this fight? I like to score the boxing. I like to score the UFC as well. So I think if it was there live, it'd be great for the atmosphere to experience it. But to actually know who's winning, you got to be watching the telly. Albeit the, the bottle of Malbec that you'll be drinking that'll accompany that probably won't help too much um, Chris Henning well Dave how's it hanging my question this week is who is your celebrity crush minus Sandra Bullock hashtag swing um, see now uh, I don't know if anybody offhand other than Katy Perry and Nicole Scherzinger ooh you beauty but I mean growing up um, I think my first in fact my first person I properly fancied um, was Jerry from the Spice Girls like when the Spice Girls first came out not like not the yoga Jerry it's all thin and all I liked you know big busty big milky ditty Jerry like she was the one I liked in that dress hello and I mean that was the first time when I was a little boy I was like my willy feels sore <laughs> my willy's tingling the Spice Girls are giving me an erection and I would just be like I remember actually bought their CD because I wanted to see pictures of Jerry's big boobs, but then they fucking screw me because the, the, this cover is just the word spice and then girls in tiny writing, and each spice girl was like in the letter, so like you could barely even see Jerry's fucking boobs. Fuck off that record label for doing that. Bullshit, but thank God for Smash Hits magazine because I had stickers of her all over my bedroom beside the bed. You know what I mean? Just jacking off with nothing coming out. Kind of like what it's like now, but whenever I was 13 or whatever. 12, 11, who knows, young anyway. But yeah, anyway, Nicole Scherzinger, probably, is my favourite at the minute. Chris Barr, hey Dave, hope you're well. Here's this week's weird news story. But what I want to know is what's the weirdest thing you've woken up to? Um... <laughs> Chris's story this week is on the mirror. Couple forced to stay up until 5am to catch slugs invading their home. Oh no. A couple say they're being forced to stay up until 5am to catch slugs that are invading their home. Kerry Rumble. Oh no, what an appropriate name. Kerry Rumble. Rumble does slugs. Says she spotted at least 10 of the pests crawling over her kitchen worktops along the floors and even found one in her kettle. Now... The 47-year-old who lives in a council house in East Hull with her boyfriend and carer, Carl Taylor, said slugs started appearing in her kitchen. You know what I'm going to say? I mean, you shouldn't judge people, but these people look like they're fond of a drink. So maybe <clears throat> call me a detective, call me a cynic. I'm going to say the what's probably happened here is Carl puts her to bed and he... Imagine he speaks like this a bit. He'd be like, here, go you to bed, love. I'm going downstairs for a smoke. And he just has probably two bottles of famous grouse, leaves the back door open, slugs get in, that's what happens. And then he wakes at night and he's like, I'll catch them. Oh, bollocks. You know, I think that's what's what's been going on there. Strangest thing I've woken up to. Um, 
I don't know. Um, there was this one time I woke up and saw a ghost, which was pretty scary. Um, wasn't long after I just moved into my house in Malone Avenue, just off of Lisburn Road. I was there and I got got to my house to move in, and there was this again. Why old women are scary in horror films and children? the most vulnerable people that in real life you just fucking go shit the fuck bam if they're evil just smash them with a big right hook poof lay the smack down but I got a man my next door neighbour was there and I was like hello I'm Dave I'm your new neighbour she went be careful in there there are spectres and I went alright dead on what's your name spectres and then she closed the door and I went that's very rude above all else because I asked you a question and you just told a story to frighten me but anyway went into the house left all my gear did what you do when you're a young guy head straight to the town got in the pints got blitzed headed back to my house went to sleep as soon as the head hit the pillow and then I woke up and heard this sort of noise at the bottom of my bed and it was just this like weird figure standing at the bottom of the bed like Strangely, I mean, I know you don't judge ghosts. You think it just looks like a white sheet. But, like, it was quite clearly a ghost in, like, a Kappa tracksuit with a with an Elise hat on. And I was, like, looking through, you know, and just your eyes wake up looking across. And I was like, huh, are you a ghost? And then the ghost was like, uh, I'm I. And I went, oh. What do you want? And the ghost went, Uh, just this TV here, mate, and I'll be on my way, fuck's sake. And I went, oh, Okay. And then the ghost just lifted my TV out of my room and, and left. And then I was just about to go to sleep again, and the ghost came back and was like, Here, mate, do you have a, a fucking button to go at, do you? And I went, A button? A, a button? And I went, what do you mean? He goes, oh, the thing and fucking turns it on, though. And I was like, oh, do you mean a remote control? And he went, aye. And then took it and left as well. And, I mean, I was like, well, this ghost really is old that, that he would call something a button and not a remote, remote control. But, I mean, that was pretty freaky the whole time I think about that. I go, I just shit sends shivers down my spine. Like, and, and he never actually brought the, brought the TV back. Weird. Helen has said, don't know if I've missed it or if it's actually Sunday when you're recording this. Oh, Helen, I don't know if there's a wee bit of salt in that comment. I feel like there is. But you know what? Sorry I had the care from a child. I know you're a mother. And I mean, of all people, to give me grief for caring for my child, it's you. Huh? Um, I think on my last question, I finished rather abruptly as I accidentally hit send while writing it and didn't have time to go back. But I do mean what I said. Fuck Shane Todd. Fuck his show. I hate him and I hate it. Oh, whoa, Helen. That's excessive. Anyway, my question is, what's the best bit you've ever written? Mm. I mean, that's kind of like asking... Neil Diamond, what's the best song he's ever written? Because there's just too many. But it's hard to think. The bits I enjoy doing the most, there's bits that I can do anytime and make a laugh. There's a bit I like to call the apple pie story, which I always enjoy doing. I did that a bit this week because I was doing gigs in places where I'm going to be doing a tour and I didn't want to do too much of the tour show. 
so I did that there. Um, I also like I think what's a good bit um, in this show. Just the whole, the whole dad show is a great bit, really. You know, it's 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 in my opinion the best show I've done. Um, but there are lots of fun bits. I'm actually writing some bits at the minute. Um, for like in around Halloween time, which I think could be really good. And it's hard to know your favorite bit, but the bits that always do well, no matter what, are my parents, uh, and my mates' bit, the apple pie bit. Um, a bit of do about fighting with my wife's so a new bit of written, you know, about having a major fallout. Um, with your partner that's that's going down well because I actually said somebody come up to me after I did it and the show was like mate that was me because we do and I went that's what I want I want people to see bits that are relatable but I've had to pick my favourite bit probably the apple pie bit if you don't know what that is Helen you need to come and see a show and also I'll probably put it online on my Patreon because that's where I'm going to start putting stuff so if you want to see that subscribe to my Patreon which is still there I still have 7 subscribers to Patreon which mean the world to me you know because we're getting closer each time to getting the camera and then off a live podcast. I need to get a backdrop ordered up. And yeah, it'll be great when it happens. You can just watch me because I'm actually dressed today. So, I mean, you know, if you want to see me naked, it's worse for you. But if you don't, you know, it'll be great. Connor Dolan, well, David, I've been on a break due to you slagging off my home for mana a few podcasts ago. Do you still have beef with us or what? It's beautiful. Look, and Connor sent me, to be fair, a very beautiful photo of some scenery. But hey, let's face it, scenery is boring and for nerds. So don't care. Fuck for no. Um for man is alright. Um Ennis Gillen has just been a bad stomping ground for me to do stand up in. I'm sorry, anytime I've gone there, there's been it's just not been a receptive crowd. It's been a bad venue. It's just not worked for me. If there's somewhere in Ennis Gillen that's a good venue for stand up, I am prepared to bring my dad show to Ennis Gillen for you Connor you know if you know people or know a place I'll do the show there you let me know where it's good change my opinion of Fermanagh because there's no doubt it's beautiful but you know it's an arsehole so it's kind of like Kim Kardashian in that respect very sexy to look at but when you get inside not so great you know full of shit but as I say, you tell me a good venue, I'll, I'll come at you on my, on my tour. Glenn Lindsay, well, just wanted to say well done on being able to record this after the sudden passing of your boy, Bob Mugabe. Um, you're the hero we don't deserve. I hope you're okay. Thanks, Glenn. Again, I'd address this very quickly at the start of the podcast and um, kind of didn't think about it until now, but you put it back in my mind as I'm finishing off the podcast and <coughs> yeah, I'm feeling pretty sad you know the only thing I think of is that song by Three Doors Down I'm here without you baby but you're still on my lonely mind I think about you I'll, I'll add the words Bobby and I dream about you all the time Again, I used a bit of husk in my voice there still. But thanks for reminding me, and I appreciate the support, Glenn. Um, next time you see me, just give me a hug. Just say, this is for Robert, and I'll know what it's about. Um, last question of the day is from Phil McSee. Evening, David. Just David. 
and I appreciate that. It's a call back to a Boytown podcast episode a couple of weeks ago. My fiance and I were wondering if, as a comedian, you have any opinions on the sheer volume of screen time being given to Rama, Shrang, and Nathan. We can't see the fuss. Um, well, first of all, I have a joke for you there. What do you call a funny Indian who sings country music? Haha, <laughs> Romash Ranganathan Carter. Get it? See what, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I've not really seen enough of Romash Ranganathan. I think, again, it's probably going to be a bit of a controversial thing to say. I generally don't think, like, the mainstream UK comedy is to my taste at the minute. I prefer, like, American stand up more than anything the minute. Like, Watch Dave Chappelle special recently. Really enjoyed that. Like I like that sense of humor. I feel like it's maybe a bit safe or something. I don't know. I feel like Scottish Northern Irish comedy is really kicking ass at the minute over here. You know, I think the rest pick it up a bit. You know, scene here is great. Albeit there are some people here that I don't think are very funny and are doing very well for themselves. You know, but as far as like original stuff that people haven't seen before, you know. There's a lot of good guys over here in the scene, and a few good women too. Because hey, there just are not the not the same number of female comedians that doing it as men. Been through this a thousand times, but um, Roma Shrang and Ethan, honestly, I think when I see him on things, he's all right. He doesn't offend me. I wouldn't look at him and go like, "Why the fuck's he on this?" But at the same time, I wouldn't be like, "Oh fuck, I need to, I need to get this get home and see what Romash is up to." But then that might be too because. He mightn't speak about stuff that um, I can really relate to as much, you know. If he's talking about, like, necessarily his background's different than mine, you know. So, But in terms of being on things, I think he's a good, he's, he's decent enough, you know. And I'm sure he wouldn't be doing what he's doing unless he was good. So I like that, Phil. And obviously, you're up to your opinions. But for next week, Phil, this is your homework. I want you to tweet me with the next question, with telling me who excluding myself of course who yourself and your fiance's favorite comedians to watch are give me five and that's what i'm here for next week guys speaking of five there's not even five minutes left this podcast we're at 45 that's the time i like it to be don't like it to be too long because i mean that'll be false economy but also yeah if you haven't already please become a patron of the podcast help me make it a video podcast get to look at my pretty face Stick in your TV. You can already do it on the Boytown podcast, which is, is again, also a very funny podcast that I do. But do that. And only a fiver does does. I'm going to start putting all my content out via Patreon. So, like, all my stand-up clips that I'm working on at the minute, like, that are being edited, are going to go on Patreon. And maybe put a few clips just on YouTube, on YouTube. But the majority of it's going to be through Patreon. The full show will be on Patreon, any gigs I do will be out early on Patreon um, and then just going to put more sketches and stuff out on it, so if you want to be part of that, get in now while you can you still always can, you'll always be able to but just do it earlier because I'd appreciate it and also if you haven't already rate and review the podcast, I've, I've got a ridiculous amount of positive reviews in the podcast and it means the world to me because as I said earlier, doing all this kind of shit putting yourself out there makes me very anxious and I appreciate everyone getting behind me. So keep the ear to the ground. 
for the tour dates that will be hopefully announced next week. Hashtag announced dad tour. Um, not going to make that a hashtag, but it probably will. Um, and also get tickets to the live podcast episode 100 of the Black Box on the 29th of September. Tickets are available through my social media or the Black Box website. Guys, take care of yourselves. Go to the gym, eat clean, because I'm going to be doing that this week. I'll be back. Follow the heavyweight cut on Instagram. I'm going to be posting on that like a journal from now on. I'm treating it seriously because I'm a big fat slob. Anyway, I'm waiting to eat ice cream and start from the morning. God bless you. Bye.